This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will drive us. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And here is a very interesting clip from the Bachelorette finale that aired this week. Let me just play this for you. Hold on. There's a little weird intro from an uh, Entertainment Tonight person, but just ignore that. It seems like Rachel does not want Peter to be the next Bachelor based on this quote. I just don't think like this this world, this process, this journey, this this show, like I just don't think like it's for you. Did you watch anything? No. I watched the first like three episodes of this season and then I stopped, right. which is what I usually do. Right, same. But I came back for the finale for some reason. So mm-hmm. I was watching it, then I stopped, then I came back. But this finale, I thought the show was really boring. That's why I stopped. But this finale was actually really interesting. I don't know if you heard about what happened. So what was really interesting about this is she ended up with these two guys. One of them wanted to propose and then one of them didn't. But she clearly liked the guy that didn't really want to propose better. But his right. reasons for not proposing were like, um, I don't want to rush into this because I'm a normal person and I take this really seriously. And He's like, I really, f- really like you. I respect you too much. To- right. But also yeah. just, I don't want to fake propose to someone on a television show. And her whole thing was like, well, this is a television show. So the, they, right. the way that it worked, I mean, no one said this outright, but it was really fascinating to watch them all skirt around the issue. And what's funny is so she ends up choosing, sorry, the other guy because he's the one who wants to propose. But after they have this really intense conversation on live TV that you can tell is very real about how she basically would have chosen him and she still has feelings for him, but he didn't want to propose. So why would she... Why would she pick the winner as somebody who didn't want to give her the ending to the show that everyone kind of needs? Yikes. Yikes. But then what's even crazier and what really drove people insane on, like, when I was looking at Twitter, which makes a lot of sense, is that when she chose the other guy, they were like, oh, when are you guys going to get married? Because, you know, they're just engaged. They're not married. Because that's why a lot Mm -hmm. of them break up. And she goes, oh, we're just going to, like... Uh, take our time and like spend time together and da 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 which is exactly what the other guy this guy Peter had said to her I just want to take time I just want to get to know you and do this you know the real way and she had been like well it's a TV show you have to propose I want somebody who knows what they want to do great then go find someone to have a mediocre life with why does that mean I have to have a because I will give you an amazing life and an amazing relationship but you don't know what you want to do Peter You don't even know if you want it with me. I don't know what I want to do tomorrow. Because that is one day that means the rest of my life. So it's just so wacky that this show, like, got meta for one minute but couldn't quite grasp that. The interesting. And Mm. then, of course, they show a promo for Bachelor in Paradise and you're like, what the fuck? And it was, I don't know if you saw that, but they addressed the whole thing in the show. Oh, I did see that. I did see that. So that's going to be interesting. It's very unpleasant. Very unpleasant. So tell me about this Duncan Colbrew, Lindsay. (laughs) Oh, wait, I didn't even get to the best part. You're so right. So, you know, after after she chooses the winner, it's like, okay, well, you know, what's going to be their first Instagram? They revealed their people cover. They had a people cover. 
Mm-hmm. They always and, get a, they always get a cover, don't they? Is it usually on People? I mean, People seems like the winner. They always go in Good Morning stuff. America. That's for sure. And they're like, Ugh. so they got a cover, which is funny because they put the loser at the bottom and just were really rude to him. They put his little <laughs> picture there. And they're like, what Peter? Like Peter's devastated or something <laughs> sad. Um, the guy who's won is like what Peter will do with the rest of his sad life. I mean, it true, like truly. So they oh so anyway so it was like oh what's gonna be their her first like instagram will it be a picture of them together will it be a picture of the people cover what will it be whatever and she posts it and it's are you ready for this this literally killed me here's the text from the instagram this dunkin donuts cold brew is giving me life spent today running around nyc with my fiance coffee ring heart emoji can't believe i finally get to say that and we're still going thanks to my hashtag partner at hashtag dunkin donuts hashtag bachelor nation let me guess it's a it's a boomerang of them drinking dunkin yes. and kissing yes it's a boomerang no of I, them. I saw it oh <laughs> shit they're cheersing they're cheersing their freaking cold brew and kissing can you believe it can you even I... believe it I mean, I think that's really impressive. That's really good work. Like, she found a way to stay so current in her brand, like, in her Spawn Con. I'm sure the brand will be so pleased by this. Also, the tie-in is so brilliant because it's like, we're so busy after after the end of The Bachelorette. um, Right. To stay up with our cold brew. They're working in all the, the, the talking points and providing personal anecdotes. It's exactly what people want. I literally have Duncan a, a, uh like a Duncan in my fridge from yesterday, like leftover. I was like, ooh, I'm going to save this and like drink it tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. You're one of those people who gets the big Duncan and then spends 48 hours drinking it. <laughs> Honestly, that's the lifestyle. Okay, we need to move on. This is not a Dunkin' Donuts ad yet. Hashtag not yet. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. <clears throat> um, I had to call because uh, for the last week or so, I've been seeing a little bit of buzz on gay Twitter about this woman who I had never heard of named Trisha Paytas, uh, P-A-Y-T-A-S. I think that's how you say it. Apparently, she's on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. And I watched this video of, like, her introduction into the house, and they said that she was an internet sensation. And as she was, like, walking up the staircase they had an announcer saying facts about her, which were Trisha once ate 10,000 calories in one sitting, which is pretty iconic. Uh, she has never cleaned in her entire life. She says she doesn't know the difference between England and Australia, and she's obsessed with men over 75. So after hearing that, I was like, I need to know this woman. Her Wikipedia page is insane and provides no context as to like why she's a thing or who she really is because she's done everything she's tried to break the guinness book of world record for fastest talking she has an album called chicken fingers and lipo i'm just like it seems like she has her hands in a lot of different uh hooey categories and i just need you to break this down for me thanks good form baldwin i mean where do we begin with trisha paytas well, let's begin somewhere else mm-hmm. just quickly. Celebrity Big Brother is on television in England. Mm-hmm. So if you live in England, 
this is something that you are grappling with currently. As we know from Spencer and Heidi, yeah. Um, the housemates are not just British people. They're from all over and they include American people. I looked at the lineup and I only know the American people. Not even all the American people, mm-hmm. but I, I know those no. are the only ones that I know. No. The rest of them, I have no clue who they are. So the people on here who are American, who we know, who we've mentioned before, are... Brandy Glanville, who is a housewife, she is of of the Joanna Krupa Pussy Smells drama from last week. Pussy Smells, yeah. This <laughs> then, week, earlier this week. Yes. So, oh, sorry. And then we have Chad Johnson, who was the Bachelor contestant who, like, ate meat and was, like, a jerk, got kicked off. I think he's oh, also no. on Bachelor in Paradise. And then there's another American here whose name is uh, Marissa Jade, who I don't know. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I didn't know. We were just talking about the, yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, But the rest of them are all... British seeming and uh, British seeming except for British the, seeming the person that you well they could be from someone else but live in England or like are from you know what I mean I don't know mm-hmm. who they are mm-hmm. but the person who this caller is who mentioned is mentioning is this woman who comes up a lot in my feed but on the peripherals her name is Trisha Paytas Bobby you've heard of her I'd heard of her just for the same reasons. I never really knew who she was. I guess I sort of knew she was a vlogger, but when I find out someone's a vlogger, I kind of stop researching because it's like, okay, that's enough. Right. But she's sort of one of the interesting ones because she has tried so many different things and is sort of successful at it. Like, she works a lot because of her vlogging. Like, she's on TV a lot. She makes a lot of music videos. She's kind of like an Anna Nicole Smith later days meets, like, Angeline meets YouTube. Like, she is a bubbly blonde personality who uses every type of media to do be famous. So she... Yes, she is... She's Tila Tequila without the problems. <laughs> right. And I feel you like know? YouTube, when she, when YouTube started, she jumped right on that because she had a sense that this was something that she could really use to, you know, expand her brand. And her brand at that point had been like she was on every single talk show that ever existed. Well, what is your name? Um, my name is Trish Like Fish. Trish. And Trish, how do you... Trish Like Fish. Trish, I'm fascinated. How do you function in life? In other words, are you able to walk around... And, and, and get a job. I'm like a computer programmer, but I work in my house so no one ever sees me. She found YouTube and she has created this uh, internet career that spans literally, from what I've read, every single part of YouTube from people who are talk about fat acceptance, vegan drama. I'm going to be going vegan, wait for it, for the next two weeks. We'll see what happens after two weeks. I can't make a promise I'm going to be a vegan for life. She's part of music and dancing. She makes music videos. She does this thing called mukbang, which is where this South Korean YouTube trend where you eat a lot of food in front of the camera. Okay, first off the bat, these ugh, appetizers, you have to go to Get the fried mac and cheese balls. Normally they come in like marinara sauce, but I get it without the sauce because, you know, healthy goals. But these are so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She does everything. Mm-hmm. I have two really good friends from college who I who love her, and so I texted them and said, "What is what are the things that you have to know about oh, Trisha?" So and they literally couldn't even. There were so many things that they they're couldn't still, even. It's still going on. It's still they're still texting. I had to mute the thread. Sorry for now. Um, so here are some of the choice moments from that. Um, my friend Pauline said, "I think there are different levels of her, like YouTube drama community, big girl community, hot mess community, and then mukbang." There, Jen, Jen said, "There's a mukbang where she eats an entire family-sized portion of baked ziti. It literally made me go out and buy baked ziti." 
So then they got into it her. Literally. Wow. <laughs> then they got into her music, her music videos. She has these morning routines that she does. She has a dance career. And then she also, I guess, was in a polyamorous relationship, says Jen, which she talks about. And she does a lot of videos where she cries. She taps into all these communities on YouTube, finds their trend videos, and makes their trend videos. Mm-hmm. You know? Lindsay, do you know how many subscribers she has on uh, YouTube? How many? Like millions, like five million. Two million. Two, oh my god, I guessed million. more. I guessed more. That's great. And when you have two million subscribers, like, you can make a video about anything. Right. And people will care. And then, like, you could, like, start a trend and other vloggers will do it. So she's also friends with other vloggers. I was... Well, I think she's so OG that other vloggers, like, look up to her. Like, that she yeah. is, like, one of the first people on YouTube and other vloggers are like, oh my god, like, Trish Paytas, I've been watching her videos since I was eight years old, you know? So I loved... I wanted to see what Us Weekly... If Us Weekly had ever written about her, number one. Because I wanted to see how they define her. Because I feel like their job description counts more than, say, Huffington Post. Yes. Or, like, Daily Mails. Yes. So, like, how did Us Weekly define her as, like, a, a professional? And they call her a vlogger. She appeared in Us Weekly last year in a Stars Are Just Like Us. And it said, they have their hands full. And it's Trisha Paytas holding a lot of boxes. And it says, vlogger Trisha Paytas ran errands in near L.A. on June 2nd. <laughs> Um, so she's a vlogger, according yeah. to Us Weekly. No, she is. I mean, definitively. She, I mean, she, YouTube has made her pretty rich. She does a good job. She gets views. She gets paid. She's using it to to go from YouTube. But I really think that she knows how to play the YouTube game. She's like an mm-hmm. SEO queen. Like she will make videos that are like. Um, the title will be like, I hate myself and I want to die. And then she'll make the video after that that's like, I'm sorry, I don't hate myself. I don't want to die. Like, she mm-hmm. starts her own internal drama that draws people in. And then she knows how to, like, somehow not lose the audience when she reveals that it's only she's been crafting it in a way. So it's this weird, it's like you love her for it, right? Like, you can't hate her for doing this this thing. Anyways, that's who she is. That's Trisha. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I never want to talk about her again, but I will watch her videos. (laughs) She's fun. She's fun. It's nice because it's not... I feel like there's a lot of um, really kind of distressing and unpleasant things about about YouTube celebrity, and she is doing it in, like, an entirely, you know, sort of jubilant way. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's kind of a nice alternative to some of the more messier YouTubers that we have. I mean, problematic YouTubers that we have when she's just having a good time. You could say she's shameless. Like, she definitely is, like, not a good, <laughs> not, a, like, a role model or anything. I just think that she is a character. Like, she's, she's literally a character. She's fun. She's sort of harmless, um, <laughs> unless there's something. And if Trisha Paytas did something problematic, like, don't call in. I don't care if you're right. like, well, actually, she said this <laughs> right. about like nurses. It's like, right. I don't want to deal with She this. probably made a video then apologized about the nurses. Like she <laughs> yeah. is an evolving creature. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't live to upset. She just wants to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, we've said too much about her. You guys don't even have washcloths. <laughs> I can't even wash my body properly because there's no washcloths. <laughs> I just want a washcloth. <laughs> like, I can't even scrub my butt or anything because I have a cat washcloth. Next call. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I want to preface this call by saying that I swear to God, I do not work for Freeform. I have a question, though, about Freeform's new show called The Bold Type. Um, my mom made me watch a few episodes of it, and it's not a bad show, but I literally have no idea who any of the people are. Any of them. And most importantly to me, who is 
the main guy that's dating one of them. He looks like Drew Taggart from The Chainsmokers, which I hate that I know his name and also can recognize his face enough to say that someone looks like him. But who are any of these people? Thanks. Bye. First of all, I want to point out it's worth being open and honest with our listeners here. Um, we recorded the, the answer to this call last week. It was sort of helpful. We talked about who these people are. The short answer is they're no one, apart from the guy that he mentioned who looks like Drew Taggart. That's a guy named Sam Page. He was on House of Cards. He's probably the guy who's been in the most stuff uh, out of anyone in like the younger side of this cast, but not the point of what I'm trying to say. We recorded this, the answer to this call, and then maybe 15 minutes after recording, discovered um, something really important about one of the who's in this cast and so it was so it was such a mind fuck and it was so beautiful that we realized we had to cut the call from last week's who's there and save it for this week so we could do it all over again and the reason you don't know who anyone is is because it's freeform it's because it's like young adult they're all like come-ups from different like freeform nickelodeon disney abc family type shows yeah that's what these shows do they pull people out of obscurity and they make them famous and it's fun and it's fun for the teens because the teens feel like they're discovering people and then they stand for them blah 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 okay blah, but that's irrelevant cheaper. they but they what they always do these shows always have an element of like we're gonna cast one name that maybe older people in the audiences know or like someone who will make us seem a little bit more respected right because there's always some like older adult figure in these types of shows and in this one it's the editor-in-chief of what cosmo and it's played by melora hardin Lindsay knows her from the office i didn't watch the office I love her in Transparent, and I've seen her in other movies, but it's like, I love her as, like, the sassy lesbian that um, Amy Landecker marries in season two and then ultimately divorces, whatever. And she's this, like, very prolific character actress who's been on so many TV shows. And so that's kind of all we mentioned last week. What we did not know is that Melora Hardin is an iconic singer-songwriter. She is an amazing singer with a storied career of music. <laughs> she She's amazing. Um as soon as you open the Melora Hardin like box on internet, you essentially find this like woman who is trying to like she loves to act. Like you can tell she's good at acting. She likes comedy. She's good at it. But her passion is this music. Like Bobby compared yeah. her to Rita Wilson, where Rita Wilson has this music career that you can tell is like purely just fun. Like she just loves like she it. knows she knows that it'll never be her bread and butter. She has the luxury of being able to do whatever she wants, whatever her passions are, and it's like her passion is singing, songwriting, dancing. And that she does. Mile after mile, I keep seeing your smile, I keep making it right in my head. And all that you said, I'll be taking to bed tonight with my tears and regret. Unbelievable. So she's released a few albums, she has music videos, and I think she's completely happy with like the amount of success that her music career has gotten, which is not much. You have to check she out she loves it. Melora Hardin's homepage, which is yes, melora.com. It's <laughs> one of the best homepages on the internet aside from um uh Brenneman's <laughs> Brenneman's Amy Brenneman's Honestly, um Melora Hardin's website looks like it was designed by the same company that designed the iconic Mozart's ghost in the net. <laughs> oh my god, Mozart's ghost. This is a Mozart's ghost. This was designed by the same company that made Mozart's That's ghost. That's my favorite fictional band. Anyways, <laughs> 
So you go to Melora's website, you go to her bio. You're, you are no one unless you have a good website bio written by you for you. You get like halfway down. She talks about the acting. You're like, oh, you might know me from XYZ. And then you're like, oh, here we go. Let me read this. On television, singing the national anthem for NASCAR, the Ducks, the Dodgers, and numerous others, as well as TV shows like The Office and her new TBS series, Wedding Band, she can be singing one of her original songs, A Boy and His Cat, we'll get to that, as well as many other songs like Roxy Rutherford. We will keep you updated as with Melora's records and live performances here on her website. You can listen to Melora's album, All the Way to Mars, on Pandora, and her albums can be purchased here. Did you notice I said Pandora? This bio was written in 2000. 2005. <laughs> this is written okay, before streaming. Next up, what? Um, oh. Melora has <laughs> has released three full length albums, as far as I can tell. They have amazing names. Number one, she's obsessed with pussy imagery. Number one, Purr. Okay, great. Melora released Purr. All these are on Spotify, by the way. I highly recommend it. And number um, two, Pandora. Number two, and Pandora. Lord could never. She released not melodrama, but what did she release? Melora drama. No. <laughs> It's not called Melora Drama. It's called a Melora Drama, which I did not notice last week. I thought I read it as melodrama, but no, it's Melora, Melora Drama. Lord could never. Lord could never. Featuring songs like Consequences Are, Porch Light, Hands On Me, So Good, From the Truth. So then good. my favorite, actually, I think I prefer this title to um, Melora Drama, All the Way to Mars, because that's how I, that's the journey I feel like I went on when I read about Melora Harden. I went, I feel like I went all the way to Mars and back. And All the Way to Mars features what I would say um, her most iconic single. (laughs) Oh my God, you're obsessed with this. Which is A Boy and His Cat. It's like supposed to be clever and like a joke song and she clearly presents it as a joke song but it's way too on the nose to be clever like it's it's not a it's it's not a subtle metaphor. No. This is a song about a guy who loves pussy and that's it. This is her comedy. This is her art. She's mixing it's her comedy. art and her comedy. She's one of those people that, you know, that wants you to know that even though they do something else that they're funny and a comedian that they're also a good singer you know these people Mm -hmm. these people exist it's like when you go to karaoke and they get up and you're like oh i get it you're a good ass fucking singer you know yeah mozart's ghost the hottest band on the internet hi who weekly uh so obviously the news this week is that chris pratt Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris broke up, and I'm devastated. Um, but one of my friends is trying to tell me that Anna Ferris is a super hooey celebrity and that she's only famous for being married to Chris Pratt, and I feel very strongly that that is not the case. Um, so I'm going to need you to weigh in on this. Is Anna Ferris a who? Um, thanks. Good form, Bellator. I think we've talked about this. I'm having deja no. vu. She's not a who. We we may have deja vu. <laughs> I... <laughs> no, she's been in she, she's been in too many things and also 
not to do this, but the mere fact that Chris Pratt is her husband takes her to them status, but I'm saying she would have been there anyway. And one of the main reasons she would have been there anyway is because of Mom, which is a show I've never seen. Yeah, it's a big but show. But it's so popular. It's, it's a huge show on CBS. It's her and Allison Janney. Um, Bobby, you, when when you found out they broke up, what was your first thought? I remember you saying something that was interesting. Oh, I was like, obvious. I was like, we all saw this coming. Everyone saw this coming. No, but why? Because Chris, which is the same thing everyone says. I wasn't alone in thinking this, but it's just like Chris Pratt suddenly became bonkers famous. She went from being the more famous person to him being the more famous person. And just like, not just famous, but international superstar famous. Right, right. Um, Marvel famous. Right. And so then, then he's in movies with the most famous actress in the country, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, and even if the cheating rumors aren't true, the cheating rumors are enough to cause like tension in the relationship, which I, I think she may have even mentioned that that was part of it, where it was just like his degree of fame was getting in the way of the family stuff. I mean, super fame is so fucked up for any type of relationships that you're yeah. in before the before especially, that happens. Especially when it comes when you're in your, you know, your 30s, 40s. When yes. you've grown accustomed to this very specific lifestyle, you get to a certain point whenever you're famous in Hollywood where you don't think that you're going to get more famous. And right, then suddenly like, you do. They would still be together if he was still on like Parks and Rec, and it was just like some you know normal B list, like uh, C plus B list character actor yeah. actor famous, you know. Mm-hmm. And what she's what they've the sources are claiming now, and I think that TMZ said this was a statement from the rep, but I could be making that up. The official story is that she wanted more kids, and he didn't have time because he's too he's too busy now. Right, they only so have that's, one kid. That's right? even even what they're actually saying is a direct result of the fame. So it just it's it's not surprising to me. Right. The other thing, quick thing, sorry, the press release for this breakup came oh, in. How a, do we not mention that yet? I mean, that's the number one thing. I, so that's what I like. It's funny you led with that. Like you led with like yeah. the smart like eight list breakdown. My what I led with was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Instagram. So she Instagrams a screenshot of her text message but it's from her like it's she's like the blue the blue means that you're the one texting it's coming from your mm-hmm. phone so she instagrams blue bubbles text messages of their i'm sorry you know we're sorry this is happening blah 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 uh chris and anna essentially which is mm-hmm. like notes app is one i've thing. never seen it before this is a whole new thing what do we think happened here i don't know i think I think it's sort of a case of them's being a little weird. They have the luxury of not having to pay attention to anything. So, like, they don't really know how things work because they're so disconnected from the world. Right. So it's like, oh, I need to take a, I need to take a screen grab of text. I don't know how to do that. I, she doesn't know that notes have So she was like, thing. I'll just text so myself. She, just, she types it in. I'll text myself or I'll text Chris or I'll text my agent. I'll text my friend and then I'll screen grab it. Like, that's, that's how it reads to me. It's just sort of like she didn't know what else to do. It's so confusing to me. I mean, it's just on so many levels because there's also something in me or someone, I read this on Twitter, maybe I forget, that she was texting it to someone else as a, like to to put somewhere or to put on Mm -hmm. Facebook. Like, oh, can you like post this to my Facebook? She texts this text that maybe her PR person gave to her and texts her social media person and then takes a screenshot of that text to post on Instagram herself somehow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that? she expected. Maybe she expected the person who was in charge of her Instagram to like transcribe it into Notes app, but instead <laughs> the friend, the the agent was just like, "Uh, okay, I'm gonna screen grab this. I'm gonna do it very strangely." I could not get over it. Anyways, we shouldn't um, talk about them anymore. She's a them. 
she's a them end of story yeah there are two thems and now they are divorcing hi who weekly this is david um i know it's really gross when the tabloids kind of get obsessed with celebrity breakdowns um but i just wanted to point out that noted who celebrity aaron carter is doing his best to become a who weekly all-star um in the last month alone he has gotten a DUI like Debbie Ryan. He was arrested for marijuana possession like that Fifth Harmony girl. He came out as bisexual in a notes app screenshot like Bella Thorne and he was hospitalized for exhaustion like every celebrity ever who has not wanted to admit publicly that they have a substance abuse problem. So obviously this is a series of hooey events, but just wanted to get your perspective on other notable who break down hallmarks and whether Aaron Carter doing all of them makes him more of a them or just the ultimate who. Thanks so much. Good form. Bella Thorne. Take care. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, but I don't think he really missed any of the other hallmarks of celebrity breakdown behavior. Like the big stuff, right? Shaving That's about your head it. is usually for women, so no. Yeah. Um, the thing about br- celebrity breakdowns in Who Weekly is that we don't usually like to talk about sad things or people yeah. that like seem like they might genuinely mm-hmm. have tragedy happen to them and it's not funny or fun. So that is kind of why we haven't like gone into Aaron Carter territory. territory. And also I mm-hmm. think that his name is pretty recognizable, not that – what he's doing is not hooey. Yes, he's def- coming out as like bisexual with a notes app or whatever is definitely hooey. But like on the being like on the brink of like essential dest- essentially destruction, self destruction mm-hmm. is like just more like sad. It's just sad. Yeah, and I will say this to me: this whole influx of Aaron Carter news has just been a way to to bury the DUI to begin with, like the the arrest. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, oh, let's actually, let's do damage. Like, it just has has read as damage control to me, where it's like, no, let's make the actual story about, Aaron, Um, I know that you just got arrested for DUI and you say you didn't do it, but why don't you talk about all your personal tragedies because it'll distract everyone? Right. Which is sad. And so well, that's what it seems yeah. like. So it's like, oh, I'm going to talk about my um my eating disorder. I'm going to talk about my health problem, like his his um what do you call it uh his hernia that he has i'm gonna talk about how i knew i was bisexual when i was 12 because guess what people are gonna talk about it now because there's a peg also it's really upsetting because the carter family if you go back they had that reality show one of the sisters died i think from a drug incident and now nick and aaron don't really talk i think because aaron is basically like nick ruined my life because he brought me in or you know mm-hmm. how are you how are you to know as a kid like that you shouldn't like be brought in but like they br- the family brought up aaron with the rest of with nick and his celebrity and kind of just like ruined his life that, you know yeah, that's what it seems like it's yeah. awful being a child star is awful on every level and like wasn't there you know allegations of abuse and like all this kind of stuff that put him in a really bad position to try and be a functioning adult essentially which like it seems like he's not yeah it's it's all very sad but yeah that's how it seems to me it seems like they just want to make the story anything other than this legal problem which didn't even seem like a big deal to begin with right like duis um, happen all the sad. time not that you know 
you know, whatever. Don't get a DUI. That's a real downer of a place to end. So, Lindsay, when you're editing this together, can you drop in um, some Melora Harden tunes to lighten the mood? Because that's sad. And is that it? Yeah, that's got to be it. No, I mean, I, I think that's it for this week. Um, uh, thank you for all your calls. Thank you for rating or reviewing on iTunes. We have some exciting news. Um, oh, yeah. We have a show. We're doing a show in New York. A show. Where we live. Um, we have a show. I think the tickets are actually already for sale. We just were waiting to announce it today. I think, yeah, they're technically for sale. Uh, we'll be at the Bell House uh, on September 14th, I believe, right? Doors at 7, show <laughs> at 8. You could have figured that out on your own, but thank you so much for sharing. Um, it'll be really fun. We're going to do like a live show mixed with some other fun surprises that we haven't thought of yet so definitely please come we are also doing a tour which i mentioned so the rest of those dates will be announced super soon those are going to start in october so but first a show in new york in september please come we're so excited yes and with that we'll see you on monday have a great weekend bye bye you will drive us Mozart's Ghost, the hottest band on the internet. That was a headgum podcast.